This episode of the A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, where you can always find 99-cent shipping across Canada for Magic the Gathering card singles. For, for every person out there that's saying that I'm a horrible human being, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Scott McCollum that's saying I'm a cool guy. So it's like... <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManaDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. YT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 62 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT, and obviously I can't stop saying this word. Uh, we got Jay and Scott. How's it going, boys? Yo! What's up? Sound, the internet sounds good again this time. I love it. I um, love it when the internet sounds good. <laughs> Gets me robot nope. large. <laughs> no, no crazy robot large. Uh, we got Christine back for this week. How's it going, Christine? Hello. And we got another special guest now. We've had many good guests in the past. We've got, uh, especially from Team Channel Fireball, we've had PV multiple times. We've had Conley Woods. Fucking and now, boats! <laughs> and now we've got someone, someone else that's, uh, that won something pretty major this year. Right, Scott? <laughs> yeah. I, if you guys don't know who this is, um, you pretty much just should go kill yourself and quit this game because... Uh, this man has been all over the Watsi coverage. He has like a million top eights in Grand Prix this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's reputedly one of the strongest and most terrifying opponents to be seated against in any sort of competitive situation. <laughs> we are talking about none other than X Owen himself. Mr. Owen Turtonwell, welcome to the show, sir. Never heard of him. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the kind words. So, uh, Owen, of course, won the Player of the Year uh, for this year for his uh, stellar performance uh, every day, day in and day out. And, <laughs> potty. Um, but it's, it's just, it's an honor to have you on the show. It's, it's pretty sweet. I know that uh, traditionally you think that podcasts suck balls, and uh, the fact that you've agreed to do ours because we are having fun is pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I listened to a couple, and they have uh, The Men of Magic. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Yep, but, nope. uh, the guy The guy had Anton Janssen on the show, and one of his questions is, do you ever do a booster draft where you regret any of the picks? And it's just like, why would you ask one of the best limited players in the world such a horrible, horrible question? Like, obviously <laughs> the guy's like, well, the, the guy's not going to be like, well, I did a booster draft, and they were all right. It's like, no, like, anyone in the world would sit there and go back and be like, well, maybe I messed up, or 
whatever. It doesn't matter what your skill level is. So it's just like to sit there and ask like softball questions constantly is just like why? Well, I don't know. I don't know who that's entertaining or informative for. It's just like what's the point? Wow. I I can assure you that uh, we only uh, we only come with the hard facts. You know, we're like we're all but we're like um, Dateline. You know, in sixty minutes. Yeah. In that shit, except uh, you know, cool. So um, you, can call, you can call Scott Stone Phillips. Stone. <laughs> that's that's my porn name. How did you know that? Uh, I see those videos. I stay together. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. Uh, anyways, so Owen, listen, man. Um, I the the first time I remember hearing about you, uh, I decided to take a va- take a vacation. And come out to uh, Grand Prix DC. Uh, I guess it was 2009. It was during like the shards. Uh, you were piloting Jund at the time, so yeah. it was what you know at, at that tournament. And I was there hanging out with uh, the OMTG Taps guys over at Star City Games, and you know I, I was there with Kelly Reed from Quiet Speculation and, and a bunch of guys there, like just all the friends that I'd met through you know Magic and the internet and all that stuff. And I remember hearing afterwards, I'm like, wow, like, I guess, you know, we thought we had a really good Jun build. Um, and we, you know, we were really excited about it. And then, of course, we see you in the top eight. And, and I'm like, oh, and Turnwall, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've just never heard of you before because A, I'm from Canada and B, I'm not a grinder, right? So, you know, I just, no offense. Yeah, I mean, very few people had at the time. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was, so I I ended up looking at the list afterwards. I'm like, wow, like that's really good. Like it's it was about you know seven cards off you know what we were running, which is I mean a ton, but you know it really helped you know push you through. And then I, I started seeing your name more and more and more, and I just thought, oh my god, like this guy must be some sort of fucking superhero. And then all of a sudden, who's this new guy on Channel Fireball? So why don't you talk to us a little bit about how the hell you got from there? To the Fireball team? Uh, well, it was basically at um, Pro Tour Amsterdam. I had flown with a friend of mine, and there was like a Grand Prix a week before that was in Sweden. It was in Gothenburg. So I went to that one too, because it was like basically cost like $100 or whatever to add on to your flight to go to both tournaments. So I had known like Luis and Otoa and a couple of those other guys from Moto. We were like in the same clan. and. I had known him from, like, Vintage. They both played a lot of Vintage, and I did that, too. So it's like I knew him, like, a little bit, but not well. And so I had been playing in Pro Tours for a while, like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, and I never had good results pretty much. So I was, like, pretty discouraged about that and knew that I needed, like, a good group of people to actually, like, help me do well. And so, like, long story short, when I was in uh, Amsterdam, my friend, his, his mom actually got really sick, and he had to go home. So he left, and I was in, like, in another country, alone, <laughs> staying at a hostel. I had no people to play test with. I was just, like, I was I was panicking. So I sent out, like, frantic, like, Facebook messages to everybody I knew. I was like, oh, come hang out with me. I'm alone. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually I met up with uh, a couple people who ended up meeting up with Channel Fireball. And since I had talked to them already, I just was hanging out there all day. And they're like, yeah, well, why not come back tomorrow? And so I, at the at, at the end of the tournament, I, I had gotten to know him way better, and we just ended up getting along pretty well. And they go, hey, well, what are you doing for Worlds? And it just kind of went from there. Wow. So talk to us a little bit about the experience itself on being on that team. Like, like how has it helped you? Like, clearly it's helped your game because it's catapulted you into this, you know, unreal machine-like status of crushing tournaments. Um, but 
how how has it actually changed your game? Like, what exposure um, and what effect has it had on you? I don't know exactly how it's changed my game, because obviously if I knew what I was doing wrong before, I would just stop doing it. So yeah, now but, it's just... But, but like, hindsight's... Like, listen, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's no oh excuse for ignorance, though, right? <laughs> well, so come on now. Ever, Owen, have you ever done a draft where you yeah. <laughs> regretted any of your picks. Yeah, it's like it's like if I knew before, well, I usually don't play my lands on time, and I'm going to fix that. Like, I would just go and fix that if I knew what I was doing wrong. Well, okay, so but has anyone told you? Like, has anyone flat out just like, Owen, what the fuck are you doing? That's wrong. Like, has, has yeah. shit like that ever happened to you? Like, It happens every day when you play with Channel Fireball. Oh. That's the point. It's like, like mm. and, I, and I don't want to like rip on Conley here, but he gets it the most. It's like, we do all these drafts, and whenever anyone makes any mistake, it's like, you fucking retard, why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> and so basically, everyone is, like, held accountable for their mistakes, and, and it, it's a good thing. Even though we, we give everybody crap a fair amount, it's just, like, having ten, like, smart people who are really, really good players looking for all your mistakes and pointing them out, and having to be, like, like I said, like, held accountable for your flaws, instead of just, like, doing something stupid and, and moving on and... You'll, you'll probably do it again. You're just, like, always... You you always have to be aware of what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so... That's really sage advice. I, I don't know if it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, are you guys playing together all the time, then? Like, like okay, so, you live where? Like, you in a bro in- house? I was just gonna ask, where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, you live there permanently? Yeah. Okay, so do you guys? So you guys are playing on moto quite regularly. Obviously, you know you got Luis out out in California. You've got you know Conley out in Colorado. So like you guys are all over the place. Are you just getting together on moto quite regularly, or is the, all of this stuff just sort of in your preparation leading up to major events? Well, for Grand Prix, we don't really do like any play testing. I mean, we do a little. We'll, we'll all like play a little bit of moto, and we'll talk about the format, which is fine. But the thing is, for a Grand Prix, it's a known format. And for a Pro Tour, it's an unknown format. So, like, for a Grand Prix, it's standard. You know, Like, if there was a standard Grand Prix tomorrow, you would know all of the standard decks, and you would just pick one. And so, like, you can ask other people what they like, or you can play certain matchups if you don't know, but there's there's really not a whole lot of prep work that goes into Grand Prix. But for Pro Tours, there's usually a new setout, and it's usually a format. Like, for, for Philly, it was modern, and nobody had ever played modern before. So, like, for Pro Tours, we usually get together, like, a week and a half, two weeks beforehand, and we just play, like, every day. We'll do, like, one or two drafts a day, and we'll just play a bunch of Constructed. And we usually, like, like for uh, Worlds, we we actually stayed at Luis's dad's house because he, like, lives out in Oakland, which just happened to be, like, a 10-minute drive from the tournament center. So we just stayed there. And so, but, like, for other tournaments, we'll just, like, for Philly, we ended up renting, like, an off-season ski lodge, and we just stayed there for, like, a week and a half or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's like the legendary beach house phenomenon, right? Yeah, that yeah. We, we all of us outsiders keep wondering, you know, what happens in the beach house, and we're all waiting for somebody to give us, you know, the the Skype exclusive. The Skype exclusive. Yeah. I think it's. I Whatever think it's you... definitely like I. I just cross my fingers, but it's definitely got to be so secretive because it's actually just like, like. A swingers party. Yeah, it's hookers and blow all day, right? Like, like there's no actual cards. Like, absolutely. Like, like Who's I don't know if you guys... <laughs> Conley, motherfucker, Nelson. he's going down! It's Brad Nelson. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we met in Portland. He was a really nice guy. I told him to quit smoking. He was like, man, you're saving my life. And, uh... 
<laughs> he, he let me in on the secret. He let me in on the secret. So I'm sorry. Sad. What would the channel Fireball Porn be called? No comment. No comment. <laughs> it exists. I, I can't read the side of it for you. <laughs> All I know is I don't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, so so like you said, because there's new sets coming out, and that's where the pro tour differs from, um, you know, from prep from prepping for a grand prix. But I mean, is is the other factor that the pro tour decks, the the deck choices that are made, are radically different than the ones that would be made in like a typical like grand prix or whatever scenario? What do you mean? Well, so for example, I I, I recall I can't remember where it is, but I do recall somebody re, you know saying, "Well, these are the decks that I'm preparing for," um, and it's like that whole leveled thinking approach, you know, where you guys like totally next next leveled the field by playing, you know, tempered steel and just going, "Well, no one's ready for this aggro, so we're just gonna like boom, you know, give them hell." But you know, you, nobody went there playing blue black control. As an example, right? Even though everywhere in the local circuits, it's absurd. Well, we, we had, like, the, for the last Pro Tour, we had different people all trying different stuff. Like, Kibler was always trying, like, Delver of Secret decks. And Luis from day one had been trying to make blue-black work because, I mean, it feels like it should work. It has Mana Leak, it has Snapcaster Mage, and it, it has, like, all these good cards. But we pretty easily dismissed, like, X number of decks after like a little bit of playing with them just because we knew that they weren't good. So it's like after he had played with Blue Black for like three or four days straight, it was just like, we are not going to play Blue Black. Let's move on. Right. It's not like we looked at every single deck in the format and was like, well, Tempered Steel, sure, that's good. And then we played for Tempered Steel every day. Okay. Well, that's fair. So it's just it, all the stuff fell to the side by process of elimination. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Sweet. So, Worlds, you there? You guys have your deck choices. Um, uh, you also were on the Bant Zoo deck? Uh, I actually played Five Color Zoo. It was like uh, Conley, Kibler, Ben Stark, and one other person. They all played Noble Hierarch Zoo. And then, With the Tribal Flames? Uh, no, no, no. They, they, they just played Noble Hierarch, and uh, Kibler played Lightning Angel, and Conley played Geist of St. Craft. Yeah. And then me, Luis, Paulo, and Raptor all played Tribal Flames Zoo. With like step ones. Yeah, 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 okay. Gotcha. Um, so based on Twitter today alone, like everybody's all over what's coming down for the bannings, and clearly Zoo was, you know, like 25% of the field or something is what the math came out of, which is, you know, really high uh, concentration, I think, but uh, which, is, which is awesome. So you did how well? Because you didn't make top eight, which would have catapulted you instantly into player of the year, and instead you found some way to shit the bed somewhere and not make it in there so that you actually gave your teammates a shot at player of the year? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, I went 4-2 and two in standard, 5-1 in draft, and then 3-3 three, three in modern. I actually did not... I, I mean, I took the bulk of my losses in modern, which sucked at the end. I ended up getting 33rd place, so... I mean, I don't know. Still respectable, obviously, you cashed. Yeah, it, it was fine. If I, I the thing is, with three rounds left, I ended up going one two. So if I had gone like two zero oh, and one, I would have made top eight. If I went two one, I would have made top sixteen. Instead, I just got top sixty four. So yeah. So what's going through your mind when you're looking at this top eight? Um, like aside from the fact that fucking Conley, you're a machine. Um, <laughs> what you know, you're looking at PV still in the top eight. 
you're looking at, you know, Luis in the top eight, three wins away from flushing all of your work down the toilet. Um, like, do you have a conversation with him ahead of time saying, like, dude, you've got enough of these? Like, just give me the shot? Or, like, are you just secretly praying that he gets, you know, stone-cold nut drawn? Like, what's going through your head? Well, all year, I, whenever anyone asked me about player of the year, I would always tell them that I didn't care and it wasn't a big deal to me and it's whatever and I would rather have one of them win instead of me because they've been playing longer and they care way more than I do. But, I mean, it was just like a pretty big cop-out. I was just trying to minimize it and make it feel like less than it was, you know? I mean, after it was all over and when it happened and when I won, it was like, I mean, I felt amazing. I said in my article, it was like the greatest moment of my whole life because it was like a culmination of like all my hard work and just being like recognized for being like excellent at something that I care a lot about and something I put a lot of time into. It's just like that alone, that was great. So, I mean, but before that, I had just always said that it's not a big deal. I don't care. And even when I was watching it, I was like, oh, whatever. If I win, I win. If not, oh, well, like, I wasn't going to win, so. How, uh, so how, sorry, I'm just trying to get here. So. (laughs) Scott is really nervous because he really (laughs) likes you. No, because I've got about, I've got about three different places (laughs) that I want to go with this. I've got about three different places that I want to take this, so that's the issue. Okay, okay. that's what she so, said. That's what she said. Yeah. yeah, I I had I said no such thing. Yeah, your mom. <laughs> um, okay, so going from Grand Prix DC top eight to Player of the Year, like, did you ever really believe that was possible? Like, is it just part of the pipe dream, or you know, no, like, how think, surreal is it? And I think that was part of it. I mean, if I had tried and failed for Player of the Year like three times, I would obviously want it very badly, but. I mean, last year I made, like, level 5, and this year I made level 8. I mean, that's obviously a huge jump. Yeah. It's not like when I was playing tournaments before, I was like, yeah, I'm going to make player of the year. That's why I come to all these PTQs. It's just like, no, I just went because I like to play Magic, and it was fun. So, like, when I actually started to do well and have a shot at anything awesome, I just was like, oh, well, if I get it, cool. If not, I mean, I would not have won it anyways. So it was all just, like, a big big free roll. Sweet. Okay. so. This is obviously you've been making really good money uh, this year. Well, good enough anyway for a Magic player as it as it goes. Um, you taking in you know numerous top eights and so on and so forth. Um, so do you? This is all you do. This is your full time gig right now. Are you at school or like what's going on? No, I just play Magic. Nice. Uh, you moto. You one of those like moto everyday guys? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. and the shut-in comes out no really like so are you doing like three drafts a day like are you just grinding it like hours how 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 much are you playing i probably play three or four hours a day i don't play like 10 hours or anything crazy i mean i play when i feel like it it's not like i wake up and go all right i gotta get six drafts in today before i can sleep it's just it's just i just play when i feel like it you know good so despite your success you're still enjoying the game and having fun playing Oh, for sure. I mean, I would just stop playing if I didn't have fun playing. Awesome. It's just, it, there's so many people that we've talked to uh, on the cast, and they very much view uh, the Pro Tour grind as a job, and they take it so seriously that they've forgotten to have fun playing the game. And it's just really refreshing to hear that. They're liars. <laughs> they, they, wouldn't, they would not go to the tournaments if it wasn't fun. That's true. Yeah, but you know what? Most of the fun, though, is hanging out with your friends, right? It's less yeah, fun. Yeah, of course, of course comparing the stories about, you know, the terrible beats and the horrible scumbags that you laid down on each other. So 
I understand you came prepared with one. Do you want to share with us your scumbag story? <laughs> sure. Nice. First, first of all, when I said that I was going to come on, I mean, whatever, I would do it. But he, he comes back and he says, hey, do you have any scumbag stories? He loves scumbag <laughs> stories. It's like, you just want me to come on and just rag on random people? But, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, Tell okay. Your player, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh. Okay. So uh, this is a this is actually at the Grand Prix in San Diego, and it's the second round of day two, and we're me and the other guy are both ten out, and so we sit down for the match, and this guy's got real goofy looking glasses on, and he's got like I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. He was just weird. Anyways, so in the middle of the match, he plays, he plays what? Tur- listen, he plays turn three armored scab, and he flips over blasphemous act right. So every single time he would play any creature, like he would play a third creature and I would have two in play, he would go, do you have the Blasphemous app? And he would just ask me. And, over and, over. and it's just like, first of all, you have that. Second of all, even, even if I had it, it wouldn't be that good. Third of all, why would you say that? You're just reminding me of that card's existence. Like, that's just dumb. And, and the guy was just doing it just to say stuff. Because he was just like, I don't know if he was nervous or he was just like, that's how he is. So, game one, turn two, he plays Cobbled Wings. And before he casts it, he goes, here comes a lull card. And he's play- <laughs> oh just like, dude, I know. This guy was, and the weirdest part of the match, the weirdest part came in the, the second game. I go, I'm thinking for a second, I go, how many cards do you have in your hand? He goes, two. Scourge of Garreach and <laughs> And he says this, and I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, what? Why would you say that? And I, I just, like, I couldn't tell if he was being sincere or if he was messing with me, because he'd been saying all this goofy shit the whole match. Like, it, it couldn't mean anything. So oh, just, my I, God. I'm doing that from now on. Like, how many cards yeah. do you on your hand? And I'm just going to be like, two, Doom Blades. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was like, oh. Like, that's my new secret tech. Uh, and the new people battle like, plan. Yeah, people are be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I learned it from Owen Turdenwald, guy. He went to Worlds. <laughs> what the fuck have you ever done? Because that's exactly how the story broke down. I said it to the other guy. And so the next turn, the guy draws, plays his second mountain. Because he had four islands and a mountain. He draws, plays a mountain. And he thinks for a little bit. And he's like, hmm, all right, Scourge of Garich, go. And I'm just like, Because I look at my hand, and I'm dead next turn to Spectral. <laughs> There's nothing in my deck I could even pretend to have to hope that he won't go for it. So I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, Ugh, all right, whatever. Like, I'll just play this creature. All right, go. And the guy's like, Spectral Flight, attack, kill you. And I'm just like, all right, whatever, I'm dead. And as I'm <laughs> quietly picking up my things, I sign the match slip. The guy leaps out of his chair and goes, yeah, fuck yeah. And he's screaming so loud. The whole tournament hall can hear him. And I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> I things walk away because I've just had enough. Like, yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> I, I love him. Like, I, yeah. I would love to meet this man. No. Like, yes. Oh my god. Oh, that's I, good. Thought, I thought originally that this scumbag story was going to be a, a story about how you're scumbagging him right now, and that he just sounded like a like he sounded like a like Geppetto. Um, but then it turns out that at the end of the story, he really was a scumbag. I, mean, I don't know if he was just a scumbag or just a very, very weird guy. Like, it, it might be that. Yeah! Fuck yeah! That goes, yeah, by the way, that goes a really long way considering the magic community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like, if he's really strange, according to regular Magic player standards, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, and it turns out the guy had no buys, and he ended up going 1-3 or 0-4 in, in his last rounds, and he didn't make top 8 after beating me to go 11-0. <laughs> yeah, boy, good thing what... Planeswalker points happened, that's eh? Humbling, Holy eh? shit. <laughs> just, a small, just a small amount of justice. Wait, how'd you know how he finished? <laughs> well, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I look it up? That guy was the weirdest person I've ever met. <laughs> involving magic. Oh. When someone oh, screams yeah. in your face celebrating, you, you gotta you gotta hope for bad stuff to happen to him. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, that's the best story I, ever. The thing is, I play a lot of magic, and I play in a lot of tournaments. So, I mean, I, I try pretty hard to be you know, like, neutral, whether I win or I lose. If I lose, I don't want to be like, oh, fuck you, you're so lucky. And if I win, I don't want to be, like, high-fiving people in their face. I just like to, <laughs> I just like to be normal and then get away and be happy. Crushed, you high-five, bitch! Yeah, yeah. That's stuff, that stuff I can't stand. Here's another scumbag story. In uh, the Grand Prix <laughs> in Santiago, uh, it's top four, and game one, I mulligan to four and I lose. And it's just, like, not a very close game at all. After I lose, there's like a bunch of people in the crowd just start clapping. They're like, "Woo! All right." It's like, "All right, I guess." Like, fine. Like, be happy for your guy. And then game two, I take one mulligan down to six cards, and some guy in the crowd he just goes, just claps one time as loud as he can. It's like, why would you do that? Like, I'm clearly like not very happy right now. Just calmly playing a match for thousands of dollars, and you're just clapping at my misfortune. <laughs> Nothing makes me more upset than that stuff because it's just like, why can't you just be happy like three minutes after I've lost and left the room? But no, <laughs> oh, man, that holy stuff shit! Owen, how do you feel about people after you mauled and they just say good game to you? Does that make you? I don't well, like. <laughs> I'm sure, like two years, like two years ago, Owen would have not been too happy about that. But now it's just fine. I mean, there's no way people say that stuff to actually get under your skin. They're saying it because they're just trying to be nice or whatever. It's like, yeah, sure, good game. Like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> you don't give them the no thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, no thanks. You, you don't pull the Michael Jacob is what, is what he's getting at. <laughs> no. So, overall, one hell of a year, sir. What's, so what do you see is in store for you next year? Um, and don't just say playing magic. Like you've got to have some goals you're looking to accomplish. Goals? I mean, my my goal at this point is just to basically, I would say make level eight again. But I don't even know if there's going to be a level eight or what it's going to get or why. I mean, the the whole player club is like just a huge mystery at this point. So I hope that if I continue to play magic, I get whatever I can get from whatever like the people in charge decide that pro players should get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's impossible for me to predict what it's going to be or if it's going to be worth my time to go to tournaments to get it, but I hope it's something really sweet, and I hope that I can keep playing Magic and, you know, because, I mean, this is, like, my dream, basically. It's, like, play Magic and not have to worry about money. <laughs> so are you going to throw caution to the wind and just, like, give her hell this year, then? Regard, like, you're just going to have faith in Watsi and say, okay, you know what? You guys have got to come up with something. I'm just going to give it my all and, and see what happens. Well, I'm going to go to all the tournaments that I would have gone to anyways. Cool. Like, I'm not going to go to, like, a Japanese Grand Prix to try and get, like, Planeswalker points, but I'll go to, like, all the U.S. Grand Prix because, like, with Level 8, I get, like, an appearance fee just for showing up, so it's, like, it's plus EV to go no matter what. So yeah. it's not it's, it's not actually, like, throwing caution to the wind to try and go to all the U.S. tournaments because, like, 
again, like I would just do that anyways, and it's it's worth it financially. Yeah. But what about the ones that are out of, like, would you go to the ones that are out of the United States? The Pro Tours, yeah. If there was a Grand Prix that was close enough to a Pro Tour, where it would not cost me much to go, I would gotcha. go. But, I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere that is far, no. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, Star City Circuit? Like, is there a Channel Fireball boycott on that sort of thing, or what? No, like, almost every single person on the team has, like, a real life, and they have <laughs> a job, and friends, and they have, they have constraints on their time that make it so they don't want to go to all the Star City tournaments. And Star City's done, like, a really horrible job trying to attract new people. Like, they had their players club, and even then I think it was, like, not like, great value to go to every single Star City tournament. Like, you'd have to go to all of them to try and get points, and you'd have to, like, do very well consistently to actually, like, make it worth it to go to those tournaments. But I just think that now that what they've done with the club is they've gotten rid of all the buys, and they've gotten rid of all, like, the sets for level 8, and now yeah. now the only reason to go is the Invitational. So it's like, once you're qualified for the Invitational, you should just not go to any tournaments, because it's just a waste of money. Yeah, no, and and that's that's very true. I think the the largest takeaway from that definitely was the sets. I mean, I think taking the buys out was good uh, for the field in terms of you know allowing people a better chance at playing. You know, because especially during the the Cobblade era, right? Like anyone just you just build your deck. I mean, it's Edgar Flores all over again, right? But you're right. The set the 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 four of standard for the year, that was a huge loss to the Players Club. Huge yeah, loss. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a set or if it's money or if it's anything. Like, they've just made there be absolutely no reason to want to go to these tournaments, except for just to play Magic and have fun. And who wants that? Yeah. Fucking not me. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want people to go to all of your tournaments, you have to give them a reason to, and they have not done that. I feel that like once seems you unreasonable. For who? <laughs> like, they're making money hand over fist. It's perfectly reasonable. I mean, they they have, like, 25 kids, like, actual children that go to all their tournaments, like the Star City Games Grinders or whatever, and they're loving it. I mean, they, they cut all the benefits, and the kids still go. So, I mean, they should actually just give them nothing, because yeah. they, they're going to have their people show up anyways. Stupid kids. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, oh, and speaking of uh, SCG, SCG um, I know that based on what I've heard about you and what I'm listening now, <laughs> that you sound like a pretty straight shooter, and I know that a lot of people f- have felt during t- uh, during a few of the broadcasts at SCG Live, the commentators were not, you know, critical enough of people's play, and then you you were part of uh, Good Trolls Live, or can you tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> How it started, yeah. etc. We only did it once or twice, and it was just like, <laughs> I remember it was like me and Ben Swartz and one or two other people, and we were just watching over the GGs live and just just smack smack talking all the time and just <laughs> making fun of all the people and how bad they were playing and just having fun with it. Just stuff I would do. Like if I was at a tournament and we were between rounds, like that's stuff that I would just normally say because it's fun to just you know rip on people. Because <laughs> I noticed you also watched a few of the videos that I was able to put up on Capital. Oh, that was and, fun. Uh, but you were you were one hundred percent right. He. That he made quite a big, quite a few big misplays there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Owen, at heart, you're really just a really big troll. Then is that is that what comes down to? <laughs> Basically, yeah. No. Like, are you best friend Tom Martell? No. <laughs> just a flat no. <laughs> just like, oh man, no, <laughs> no, no. Next. Next. 
this episode's awesome. Do you uh do you read uh do you read anyone else's content or enjoy anyone else's draft videos like for a purpose other than just to mock them incessantly? <laughs> I mean, I I watch a lot of the draft videos. I I watch some of Conley's and I watch Luis's and I don't watch them all the time because there's just so many out there that it's, like, not realistic. But, I don't know, when I'm bored, I'll fire them up there. And I mean, even though I will make fun of them, it's not like I'm not getting nothing out of it, like, educationally or however you, however you want to say it. I mean, just watching how somebody else will play and how they decision-make or whatever is going to help me a little bit, even if I'm making fun of them at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering because, you know, we all have our – you know, people who we enjoy, like the styles and so on and so forth, and people who we, you know, hate and stuff. So I just thought, you know, we would ask. It's good. You can call it, like, trolling or whatever, but, I mean, like I said, that's just how, like, we operate as a group. When we get together and we play test, it's like everybody's watching everybody else's games when they're not playing them themselves, and if they mess up, they're going to get made fun of. And I would rather get made fun <laughs> of and have my my mistakes get pointed out than to just sit there and keep making the same mistakes. I'm never going to get better that way. Fair. Who do you make the most fun of? Conley? <laughs> oh, easily Conley. But, but Conley, he's big and he's dumb and he's lovable. And <laughs> he's big and dumb. Like, he, it's fine. Like, it, like he, gets, he gets made fun of the most, but, like, he takes it with a grain of salt. He takes it like, like a champ, you know? Like, he just sits there and he'll, he'll roll with the punches and he'll laugh at himself, and that's why everybody likes him. <laughs> do you have uh, any further inside track on the whole... Conley Brad Nelson feud that occurred last year. <laughs> feud that occurred last year. They, they, they just don't like each other. There's no like ongoing feud that stems from one incident. They just don't like each other. All right. They argue a lot, and it's whatever. Okay, that's fair. Is that uh, is that have anything to do with his departure to Star City Games? I have no idea. You have to have <laughs> Brad or Conley on the show to ask them. <laughs> yeah, they keep telling us no. All right, cool. Um, well, guys, what else do we want to ask Owen, or do we want to get into uh, some of our our own relevant stuff? I just want to ask him uh, quickly, going back to Worlds. I don't know if I missed it or not, but uh, from from what PV said in his article, he said <laughs> that it didn't sound like you guys were that prepared. And I know for Modern, the Canadians were just like scrambling for cards, and they they had to pay. Someone to like get a taxi back to their hotel to get copies of Tribal Flame. So, how ready were you guys for Modern? Like, I hear you guys made a decision really late. Yeah, I mean, we we had like we we put it off for a long time. It's just like, oh, we'll test Modern later because I mean, it's obvious that at Worlds, it's more important to have a good standard deck than anything else. If you go 06, then we aren't going to need a good Modern deck. Like, what's the point? So we, we put way more time and effort into standard and draft. And then, okay. I mean, we, we did put a lot of effort into modern, but it's just we didn't find anything that we liked, you know? So okay. it just came down to brass taxes, and we're like, well, we could just play Zoo, so, and then we ended up just playing Zoo. I mean, <laughs> it, it, like, we played Zoo in Philly, so it's like we, we, had, we had already put work into Zoo. We all know what's good in Zoo and what's bad in Zoo, so it's not like okay. we need to reinvent the wheel for six rounds of modern when nobody else had playtested. It's not like there was a new draft. It's not like there was a new deck that came out that we had never heard of that we needed to beat. It's just all this. We knew exactly what the decks were going to be, and we knew exactly how we wanted to build Zoo and what cards were going to be good and what weren't. So it's like, 
a lot of the work was already done for us by us. Oh, because my friends were like expecting if they did well, like they didn't worry about modern because their reasoning was like, if I do well after two days, someone is gonna hand them like we're gonna hand them a deck. So yeah, that's how everybody thinks, and that's why everybody has bad decks on day three. <laughs> and then everybody audible like most of the guys that I knew audible like to zoo <laughs> as a safe choice. Yeah, so. it's fine. Zoo's never really going to be bad unless you, like, build it bad or something. So no one was going to... I guess everybody... Most people were preparing for modern the same way. No one was, like, really trying to squeak, like, work really hard and get a lot of uh, edge on day three. I mean, we tried to. It just didn't work. Okay. I think we probably put in way more effort than most of the other people, and it's just we still didn't find something that we liked, so we just had to play Zoo. What else did I want to ask you? Okay, for for Tempered Steel, um, I was reading your Twitter feed, so I remember Brian Kibler replying to Drew Levin's article about uh, Tempered Steel not being a great uh, top eight or best of five deck, which will, uh, what have you. Uh, did you agree with either of them or disagree? Yeah, That's just ridiculous to say that it's a bad choice in a best of five. It's like saying that we messed up. He's basically saying that we messed up by picking Tempered Steel because we could not actually win the tournament because if we made top eight, we would just lose in best of five matches, which is just crazy because coming into the tournament, there was maybe, I think, 17 people played Tempered Steel in all of Worlds, and 15 of them were in our group. So it's like Tempered Steel was actually an unknown quantity going into the tournament. Every single person who had basically built their sideboard was like, I'm going to play this and this and this, and they did not plan for Tempered Steel. I mean, you can look at all the people who who top eighted or who went five one six zero four two in standard and look at their sideboards? I, I don't think a single one had like creeping corrosion and only specific red green decks had like two ancient grudge. It's not like people were playing like heavy anti tempered steel cards. So when you make it the top eight and you play best of five, they still only have two sideboard cards. So like you're not actually unfavored in a best of five matchup unless they know you're playing tempered steel before the tournament, which they did. Okay. I mean, it, it looks bad that like. Paulo, Luis, and Raptor all lost in the first round, but it's right. like Raptor had like unwinnable matchup, and like Luis is like you can just watch the matches like like Paulo's like fifty fifty maybe unfavored and like had bad draws, and Luis had like a super close match. So it's like at worst we should have went two and two, and instead like I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what do you think like, about West Coast deck? A lot of people here were were making fun of it, like saying it looked janky. So. I, I have no clue. I mean, I, I said it a little bit, but, I mean, no idea. I would have to play with it Ooh. to know, and I just haven't. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the, the, the two major things that are upcoming, um, and Owen, we'd love it if you just kind of stick around and chime in. That would be pretty sweet. Sure. Is uh, So, KYT has uh, a PTQ this weekend. Oh, right, right, right. Which happens to be Innistrad Limited? Yep. Sealed and then Top 8? Sealed and then Top 8. So what are you looking for? Well, Sealed, I'm just going to try to build the greediest deck that I can. But Draft, I'm still, I haven't drafted um, for quite a while now, so I wanted uh, possibly Owen's thoughts. Um... Is there any sp- particular archetypes that you like? I know for me, uh, green white has been one of my most successful ones. Um, but yeah, green, I haven't white. yet to try self mill and stuff like that. I really need to like play test that or something. 
Yeah, no, green white's awesome for sure. Um, in draft, you basically want to be like blue black or green white, unless you have like a super strong reason not to. I mean, I would not try to play like blue green or like basically you want to be green white, blue black, or black red. Those are about as good as you can do. And I mean, the other stuff is just usually going to be worse. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room in this format. So, and to to clarify, then you're like that's the the green white green white man stack, right? Green white dudes with uh, travel preparations. Yeah. And then you're in blue black like control slash self mill sort of situation. Yeah. I mean, and all then, the cards be like pretty self explanatory. It's like if you're blue black and you see like an armored scab, you probably take it. And if you if you see like a mode of the unhallowed or whatever, you just take it. I mean, a lot of these decks are like pretty simple to draft. Like if you're green white, as long as you know like the pick orders a little bit, then you should just it's like it's pretty self-explanatory and then the last one black red of course is your burning vengeance preference right uh it's it's the most fun i i (laughs) I wouldn't say that you should actively try to go for it just because sometimes like you just won't get it and you'll lose but it's it's definitely the deck that i enjoy the most it's like and when you get it you you win a lot more i think so higher higher risk versus uh higher risk gains higher reward yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. i need to look is there videos of him drafting this deck? There's a, a, a whole article that he just wrote. Uh, yeah, it just, it just came up today. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um, I know, like, Scott, our friend Shaheen Sarani was saying that... Bump of is, the night, baby. Yeah, he's... What do you think about that, Owen? That he would go as far as first picking and forcing that archetype. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't quite do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advise doing that, but, again, I never drafted it. So, I mean, maybe I would ask Shaheen and then ignore him. <laughs> oh, you first picked the bump of the nights. Okay, <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> Straight shooter. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So just greedy as hell on your sealed pool. Play all your bombs. Yeah, that's usually what you should do in sealed. Is play all your bomb. I mean, yeah. Like the my sealed deck in San Diego was like actually like pretty bad, but I had like a geist honored monk and a manor gargoyle. And so, like, I mean, I also had two Diagraph Ghoul, and most of my opponents were mana screwed, so I would just go, like, turn one guy, turn two guy, and just kill them in, like, five minutes. So, if you could do that, go ahead and do that. Uh, Owen, would you... Is it uh, almost always 100% that you draw in, in Sealed, or have you built any deck that you thought you'd actually uh, want to be on a play, like some really aggressive black-red deck? I usually always play in Sealed. And I always make fun of, like, everybody when they choose to draw, like, like this is this is my favorite thing about, like, Luis's draft videos, is he actually chooses to draw, like, an abnormally high percent of the time. And I, every every day I thank him. I go, thank you for brainwashing everybody to choose, choose to draw a second against me. And I just get to draw, no matter what happens to die roll. Huh. Sometimes when people start going first, I, I tell him he's got to make more videos so they, they know better. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard, I've just heard so many different opinions all the time from from like, and they're pros too. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody has different. Like Ben Stark will always draw, and I will usually always play. I don't know. I mean, one of us clearly has to be right, and I don't know who it is, but I just think that I prefer to play. I think it's better. Like in in Scars of Mirrodin Sealed, I would always draw. You should like the games were like completely different. It felt like cheating when you were on the draw, and it felt like you mulligan to five when you were on the play because you were just like you would play a mirror and it would die and you'd just be like three cards behind. And the games would always last like 30 turns. So it's like having that extra card is like a, a big deal. Yeah. But but that was just like obviously a product of the format. Uh, my problem is that I still don't really know. 
But uh, I'm going to try your advice as we can. <laughs> so how do you feel about the format as a whole, as a limited format? It's pretty fun. I like the drafting. I mean, it feels like it's there's you have so many options. There's so much stuff that you can do. I mean, the the draft the draft format is great. It's like it's like there's so many different cards and they go in so many decks. It's like, well, I could take the spider spawning and go mill myself and do that, or I can go aggro, or I can go like burning vengeance, or I can do this. There's just a lot of options, and you always get to you always get to try different stuff. Nice. Yeah, my friend actually, he, he won a PTQ, and in the top eight, he drafted two Delver of Secrets, and he had Dream Twists and a Boneyard Worm and two Spider Spawnings and Gnaw of the Bone, and it was just the weirdest mix of, like, ragtag playables, and I looked at his deck, and I'm like, this is terrible, you're never going to win. And then he just wins 3-0 very easily, and he just tells me how he'd been drafting it online, like, for weeks, and that nobody understands blue-green. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I... Dude. Yeah, I mean, he said he said he crushed everybody, and I mean, he would win all his games with Nod of the Bone, and it was just like a great deck. And it's certainly possible, but it's just not. It's just not something I had ever tried before. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hearing more and more about that card as well lately, Nod of the Bone. Yeah. So, we did a draft really? on. Yeah. On, <laughs> we did a draft on Sunday, the Pro Tour, and I played against Yuya, and he had like two Murder of Crows and a Blood Gift Demon, just like a really sick blue black deck. But he also had like two Nephalia Drown Yards, and oh. in his deck he played Nod of the Bone and Spider Spawning, and he just had like <laughs> forests in there. And like one of the, one of the games, he's just like milling himself over and over, and then he just wins with Spider Spawning and Nod of the Bone. And then the other game he plays Undead Alchemist, and then he starts milling me and every zombie I've, or every creature I've played for that, he gets a zombie. So yeah, his deck just had like all this crazy stuff going on. <laughs> Fuck. So uh, are you um, plus or minus EV in credit card games? Oh, I mainly bad. Is that a real question? <laughs> I don't know anyone who runs worse than me on the planet. Huh. Okay, good to know. I well, I never heard. I never heard about uh, your legendary uh, terrible badness. Yeah, yeah, me neither. No, I'm I'm plagued with bad luck. Everything I do. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing you keep winning tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a testament to my incredible skill. <laughs> Despite such bad luck. Oh, that's good. I'm clearly joking. Yeah. So there was a uh, Star City. There's so the Star City Invitational. I know we've talked about your value on the Star City events, mm-hmm. um, but you did mention that the Invitational was one that uh, you know does hold some relevance. Yep. I'm um, actually going to go to this next one. Sick. Whoa. The one in Charlotte. So the Invitational is that? Is that? Are they going to? I'm like t- I totally have no idea what that is. Are they gonna Are they gonna fucking make another card? Are they gonna make another Snapcaster Mage of of Owen Turtenwald if you win? So lost. No. Okay. Well then, on what the fuck? A good effort, but no. <laughs> the Star City Games Invitational is the reason why all these people grind all year because it's apparently like hundred thousand dollar tournament or some shit like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, so it's so it's standard. <laughs> so it's standard limited. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you liking right now? It's standard and legacy, right? Well, that's right. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I like in standard. I I, w- I would like to just play tempered steel, but I think it's going to be pretty bad, just because now that it's known, more people will sideboard against it. Blah blah blah. But for legacy, I think I'm just going to play blue light stoneforge. I think that deck's really good. 
Is that sort of your go-to legacy deck? Like, have you been playing that for a while? Yeah, I mean, I played it in Providence, and it, it's been pretty good since then, so. Okay. And you've got no idea where you sit for standard at this point? No, I've been trying different stuff, and can't seem to win with any of it. <laughs> What'd you think of the winner's deck? Why is that funny? I don't get it. Because <laughs> your impeccable skills should afford you at least a couple of wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's process of elimination. So far, I know exactly what will not work. <laughs> what do you think of the winner's deck? The what? The winner's deck of Worlds. Oh, his deck was great. That's one of the decks that I'm considering playing. Oh, eight Titans. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I mean, it's good against aggro, and it's fine against control, and it's just a ramp deck, and, I mean, he had a good list. Did he, uh, were you watch, uh, watching the finals, did it bother you that he was doing things so slow? <laughs> it was oddly very slow, yes. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I, I wasn't as upset as, like, BDM doing the coverage as he's screaming. <laughs> Actually, I went back and I watched the semifinals, I think, on YouTube, and the past, like, the, the, the last, like, 10 or 15 minutes are just, like, muted, there's just no sound. I don't know if you guys <laughs> seen that or not. But I think they just had to edit it a lot because BDM was screaming curse words. <laughs> like, you just hear him start to get mad. He's like, this guy is so slow. And then there's like, sorry for technical difficulties. There's no more sound. You you can tell when BDM gets upset, too, because yeah. it gets a little bit more sh- more and more shrill as it goes on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That guy was, no, that guy was unrealistically slow. So uh, do you do you play any casual formats not really i mean yeah not really i don't have like a commander deck and i mean i like i love to cube draft that's very fun um i'll do like a lot of that stuff but i don't have any of no so you don't have a cube yourself like who's or is there somebody that you know that's got a good one or no i mean i know uh my friend greg hatch has a cube it's pretty fun to play with but uh He's, he's hit a rough patch, and now he's slowly selling cards out of the cube. So you open a pack, and there's, like, a mountain with, like, Goblin Guide scribbled on it. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Cube has seen brighter days. <laughs> Have you ever had the chance to play with Evan's cube? No. That thing's legendary. I played with, um... There's a guy in California. His name is Fob, and he has a pretty nice cube. It's, like, all Japanese foiled out, and it's pretty sick. Nice. So are you good with Japanese, or are you just uh, excellent with card pictures? I just know, like, most of the card pictures. I've been playing long enough, I can figure out what they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. What else you got, guys? Uh, Owen, do you still play Vintage? Because I was talking to uh, Caleb Durward. And AJ had a lot to say about you and and he back in the Vintage days, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... I used to play a lot of vintage. That's basically how I started out. I would play, like, before I went to PTQs and stuff, there was, like, a store that would hold, like, weekly vintage or whatever, and I would play every week. But since then, it's just the format has gotten so stale, and interest in it has died down a lot, and it's just, like, there's no tournaments, and it's just, like, I don't know. (laughs) Caleb was just telling me about your Platinum Angel and Infinite Pack stack or something. <laughs> that that deck was fun. I, I built it like the day before the tournament and it had like it had like some large number of Platinum Angels that it didn't need, like three. <laughs> it had four Pack Negations and four Merchant Scroll and four Brainstorm and four Thirst for Knowledge. So it just had all this crazy card draw and it would just play I would I'd play Platinum Angel and my hand would actually just be 
four blue packs, like a force of will and two mana drains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, that's funny. Wow, you made it the night. It turned out to be a good deck, right? Like, like Caleb said, he's he started playing playing it in his tournaments and stuff. It worked, but there's no way that it was optimal. There's no way it was better than like any other good blue deck. It's like if it was wrong, it was only wrong by like ten cards. It still had four brainstorm in it. It still had four force of will. I could still get like re- real draws that other decks could get, and I could compete. My win condition was just different, and it was worse. Like I didn't play Yawgmoth's will. That that can't possibly be right. Yeah, you played Platinum Angel. So awesome. Yeah, it, it was very what? cool. Like, the, the, the looks that people would give me when they would go off and I'd be like, all right, I'll pack. All right, I'll pack. All right, I'll pack. Like, turn two, I would, like, merge this girl for pack the negation, and it would just be like, yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Shit. With your winnings, would you ever consider buying a truck boat truck? Just wondering. What is that? <laughs> a truck boat truck. Truck boat track. No, a truck boat <laughs> truck. Oh, a truck boat truck? Yeah. Um, if I needed some uh, truck that needed water traveling capabilities, then yes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> who is okay? Who is who is the the worst pro Magic player you know? Conley Woods. <laughs> you know you he's gonna listen to this. You know the answer. So you know he's gonna listen to this, right? That's that's why he's he's getting it so hard tonight. Well, he might listen. <laughs> we'll let him know. He, he would he would be surprised if I did not say that. He, he, like if you listened and I was asked that question and I said someone that's not Conley, he would be like, "Why didn't you say me?" Like he, he would think that I like forgot about him or something. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Well, I've I, I guess we go to shoutouts now, right? We got anything really? else? That's it. We don't have anything. That's well, just it. We're just done. Well, I, I feel like you guys really did not prepare for this at all. Hey, hey! <laughs> How can you possibly say that? Christine <laughs> said that she read all your articles and then wrote down questions for you. But Scott That's... fucking sat there and asked all of them. I don't, like, I was going to ask him a bunch of other shit. It's already been answered. I don't even know what to ask him anymore. I started going to Squidbilly references because I didn't know what to ask him. <laughs> yeah, I love that show, and I still have not heard of a, a boat truck. truck. How, have you, how have you watched Squidbillies not gotten the reference truck boat truck? Uh, it's been a while, I guess. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, Owen, how long have you been playing Magic competitively? Probably three or four years, I think. And so, before you played competitively, were you serious? into it or were you just like the casual bad player at the kitchen table no i I played a lot i mean obviously i was terrible at one point and i mean i just played a lot and i liked it and even before i was like qualified for pro tours and stuff i would go to every single grand prix just because like i like i liked playing magic a lot and i would go even though i would usually not do well in them and i would just like to show up and you know i mean it's just like you got to get better somehow Okay. I, <laughs> I like, was trying to think of something to say to that, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that's that's entirely practical. That if, is, if those were my goals, I would do the same. I would do the same thing. 
All right, so so the worst magic player on the planet is Conley Woods, no doubt. They're the worst professional magic player on the planet is Conley Woods. I'm sure there are worse magic players. I might even be talking to them right now. Oh, <laughs> I don't Jesus! Know. I hate. I don't know. You guys might be amazing. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Never <laughs> played against any of you, so I, your guess would be so. Okay, as- so who's who is who's like your your nemesis? Who who like who's your Brad Nelson? I want to hear some stories about that. My nemesis? Yeah, I want to know who you hate. You want some gossip, you know, for the side. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what you're asking. You know what? I could ask about draft picks. That's pretty boring. (laughs) That's why he hasn't asked. So what's your favorite card to, like, draft ever? (laughs) Brimstone Valley. (laughs) 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 I like it. I like it for damage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Lightning bolt's cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you're looking for. Do you regret any of your draft picks ever? No, they're always correct. <laughs> I have never regretted anything. Have you ever misbuilt a sealed pool? <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, no. I'm perfect. Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those were actually really good questions. <laughs> Those were excellently and professionally handled by me, yeah. I believe. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm quite impressed, actually. Yeah. So, have you ever been to Hawaii before? Hmm? Have you ever been to Hawaii before? Yeah, I went for the last Pro Tour in Honolulu. Oh, nice, okay. Alright. So, are you guys going to do the beach house thing? Like, literally the beach house again this, this year, or which? Yeah, it sounds like we're planning that. Sweet. I'm the most irresponsible of the group, so I'm not really in charge of planning and booking houses and stuff. Do they basically just say, hey, I want to need your passport, fucking pay now? Every magic player on the planet, then. Yeah, I just will put it off and make someone else do it, and yeah, very lazy. That's fine. Yeah. Did you play any CCGs before magic? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Burn. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I played Pokemon when I was like a younger kid, but see, at the local... was, yeah, was yeah, a strange question. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then, I mean, I played, and I guess all the kids around me that were older and played cards all played Magic, so it's like a pretty, pretty normal transition. Yeah. So, do you game anything else? Like, I mean, do you? I mean, a lot of people obviously play poker, but do you play any video games, uh, consoles, uh, PCs, otherwise? No, not huge into video games. I played poker for a long time, but not so much anymore. After, like, the websites all got shut down, I had quit, like, randomly six months before that. And by pure luck, I had taken all my money out. And then they, the Black Friday happened, and everybody lost all their money. Yeah. So that was nice. Good. Well, you know, you got to run good sometimes. Pays, yeah, or, pays or, at least... Or always. Or <laughs> Paid for all of your uh, credit card losses, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, Owen, are you uh, currently spending any of your winnings on some, like, a lady friend of some sort? (laughs) (laughs) Currently single, but, yeah. Is it because you don't shower? But looking for love. What'd you say? (laughs) Jay? Yeah, Jay! What'd you say, Jay? He said something a little ruder, so I just wanted to clarify. I asked. I asked if it's because you don't shower. It might be that. I mean, if I knew <laughs> again, then I would just start showering. Oh right, I forgot <laughs> the. Dominican Republic did totally charm me. 
with their power of smell. I'm gonna just say right there. <laughs> Dominican Republic uh, guys smell amazing. We should we should definitely have like a PTQ the Dominican. What? And then and then we could all just <laughs> the Dominican Republic. They have them. I think those already exist. What? We should definitely play in them then. <laughs> I love having Owen on all these revelations. Man, I can't I can't wait till I get to a point where none of my draft picks are regrettable. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> See, that's just one example of many things on like that that are just like so so bad. It's just like because I, I, I listen to a lot of those, like those meta magics, because I like them. I mean, he talks to people that I know, and they're they're doing similar stuff to me, so it's interesting. But like, at least like twenty percent of the questions are just like, "Well, what's your favorite color?" <laughs> Not in magic. It's like it's like, "Oh, I like purple. That's a good color." It's like, okay, like moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So if you 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 said you're single, so that means <laughs> that when you go and find a girlfriend, eventually, hopefully. Uh, are you <laughs> like? Are you are you gonna are you gonna tell her that you're a magic player and and potentially get finkled, or are you are you just gonna kind of like let that slide and be like, I got, I gotta go to work, honey, all weekend in Honolulu without you. <laughs> I'm usually pretty open with it. I'm pretty willing to tell people that I play magic. I think I I don't know. I'm not ashamed of it at this point. I mean, I'll tell like girls that I meet or family or random people and they're like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm not just gonna lie and be like, Oh, I do this like no I mean <laughs> No do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm I'm not ashamed of it. I mean it's like it's my favorite thing. Like I do it all the time. I love it. I mean I wouldn't go to tournaments and I wouldn't hang out with the people that I hang out with that if I didn't if I didn't enjoy it this much, you know? Right, yeah. right. That makes sense. Yeah, that I, makes a lot of sense. And if if anyone actually understood like how like great it is, they wouldn't say stuff like, "Oh, you're a magic player." That's just like that's just like ignorance. They just don't know anything about it. And a lot of people just, like, don't want to know anything about it. So I mean, it's just yeah. like to each his own, I guess. Yeah, and I think I think actually that leads me to actually a serious question because I was going to ask another joke question. You know, since this is so awkward, but um, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have like a really big problem. With the with the coverage that Magic has right now, and because uh, isn't it the fucking worst? It's very bad. Like it's <laughs> literally the fucking worst. It's very bad. I watched a uh, Pro Tour Hollywood, the top the top eight, I think. There's a guy playing Merfolk against Revlark, and the guy plays Turn to some artifact, and the other guy has a Curse Catcher in play, and the announcers are like, "Why doesn't he use Curse Catcher to counter that artifact?" And the other guy's like, oh, he's saving it for the Sower of Temptation. <laughs> like, you don't know what any of these cards do, do you? How could this be enjoyable for anyone to watch if you're just talking nonsense constantly? Yeah, like, every time every time that we're on the show, Scott, are like, so, Jay, did you watch Worlds? And I'm just like, nope. It was much more entertaining to just watch Twitter and have that be my coverage. Like, I'm in, like, the 1840s learning about, you know, the new, I don't know, adjustment at the feedlot or something like it just it's so fucking bad listening to anybody talk about magic like they either don't know what they're fucking talking about or they're just saying like uh it, uh, it looks like you drew an island there yeah uh, drew an island yeah i think i think it's an island and it's like very obviously like a black spell and you're like <laughs> oh my god like they just say stuff just to talk they're just yeah like, yeah and that's oh, nobody's talking right now 
I better just, uh, oh, yeah, his sleeves, aren't those interesting? I, I, oh, they're funny, oh, funny joke. Loud noises! <laughs> like, it's the fucking worst. Don't like, tease me, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God, I can't handle it. So, you, you know, I mean, speaking to that point, like, do you think that in order for magic to become not just a little bit more mainstream, but even just, like, a little bit more accepted or, like, just... Like, more of, like, just a regular, acceptable thing that people just do. Do you think that, like, its exposure has, like, anything to do with that? Well, of course. Of course. I mean, like, look at what happened to poker. I'm sure if ten years ago you told somebody you were, like, a professional poker player, they'd laugh in your face and be like, oh, okay, you're like, you idiot gambler. But now, like, it's, like, a way, like, the fact that it's on TV and it was, like, there was so much popularity with it and people just know more about it, it's, like, become more acceptable, I think. So, like, magic will never be to that point if it doesn't gain popularity and exposure or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm not the person to ask to be like, what does magic need to do to be more popular and more accepted? Because if I knew the answer to that, I would just work for wizards and I would just tell them what to do. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm a 22-year-old kid. I don't know anything about, like, fixing large problems in a company. Like, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's interesting, because I think that the pride that you take, though, you know, in in announcing, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional magic player, you know? And it's really easy to have that pride when you know that you actually are being successful. It's quite another to be like, well, I quit my job, and I decided that I was going to grind on this pro tour of this mythical game, and I'm still learning, and I'm okay, you know? Like, that I'm top, I'm, irresponsible. Right. No, exactly. But I think that's part of what, like, I think that that's part of the perception of the game, though, right? Because it's because it doesn't have that that adult clout that a game like poker would have, for example. Right. Sure. I mean, how so, many like sixty year old people do you see playing Magic? Like, yeah. None. Yeah. Just Brian Cowell. Just Brian Cowell. <laughs> At least it's Brian Kibler. <laughs> no, no, not Kibler. Not Kibler. And like Rich Hagen, that guy's got to be old. Mm, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> so, that's good. So, they haven't released the rest of the GP schedule yet, mm-hmm. and uh, which is frustrating as hell for somebody like myself that's trying to plan the route. Um, is that more frustrating for somebody of your caliber, where you want to attend as many of them as possible, or does that even matter? No, nah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I usually book my ticket like a month and a half, month in advance, usually like three weeks or whatever. So, I mean, for them to have posted whatever Grand Prix are in the next two months, the first two months of the year, I mean, that's plenty. It's not yeah. like I would buy my ticket for a tournament eight months from now because, I mean, who knows what I'm going to be doing. It's like, it's whatever. I mean, it, I mean, they posted the first couple, and that's more than fine. I don't really care about the Grand Prix schedule. I would care way more if they would just finally talk about, like, the Players Club, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So now are we ready for shoutouts? No, Jay? I want to ask one more oh, question. Christine, so, go then. Just okay, the okay. first time I said it, you should just. No, this, I'm isn't, not, this isn't high school. You I'm don't have to you raise your hand and shit. Right. My arm's been raised for 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pick me. Me, Mrs. Aversham. Me. <laughs> hey, come on. Come on. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Come on. Christine. So. At Grand Prix San Diego, you got beaten by Ricky Sahir, or however you say his last name. Yep. Um, yep. and the the champion was Sh- Shahar. Shahar. Um, I I play with both of them. 
uh, at Carmichael, the little local store that I go to. Anything you'd like to say to them? Just, you know, just just because I like to give them shit whenever I go to the store. So <laughs> is there uh, anything uh, I could add to that? I don't have anything mean to say about them, really. But, I mean, they're they're both nice kids. I mean, I don't know Ricky that well, but Shahar's he's, he's a nice kid. And, or, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, they're they're both fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him that well, so I don't want to be like, Ricky, oh, he's a giant douche. I hope he gets hit by a car. <laughs> That's just not true. I mean, I barely know him, and if anything, I hope the good stuff happens to him. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I just, I just want to know any words. Just like, you know... I mean, you can remind Ricky that he got incredibly lucky to beat me. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. That was yeah. Whoa, whoa. Right. I thought you never said shit like that, bro. <laughs> I say it all the time, actually. <laughs> It's where have you been? There's quite a few little articles about Owen here on Magic Gathering Salvation of people just talking mad shit about how much of a terrible like player slash jackass he is. Ooh. Yeah, people like to talk trash about me. Huh? Oh man, let's get some of those people on here. They'll tell us some fucking scumbag stories. I don't know why, <laughs> dude. You you know what? Okay, maybe it's just the fact that we haven't been subjected to the majority of your trolling capacity, but like, you're a pretty cool dude. Gotta tell you, like, this has been a lot oh, of fun. Oh, man. Scotty's robot large. <laughs> I mean, I would at least hope that, like, Christine, you could understand it, because you said, I listened to the last show that you were on, and you were like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I get a lot of people trash-talking me. At, at any moment when you become known for anything, they people are just, the haters are going to come out in full force. Oh, yeah, so, no, I know I mean, exactly what you mean. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if, if there's a large number of people that are... For for every person out there that's saying that I'm a horrible human being, there's there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a Scott McCollum that's saying I'm a cool guy. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, and if Stone Phillips likes Owen Turtenwald, wow, fuck, dude, he looks exactly like Stone Phillips in his little picture. Yeah, he's, and you know what he's holding there? He's holding a sprouting a fucking, thread. Yeah, what the fuck? A that was the one that was actually taken at GPTC. Wow, yeah. I don't believe you. That's too perfect. I'm telling you. Yeah, that that was the, the first time I decided I was going to put down my Jace the Bind Sculptors and sleeve up Jund. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I get a lot of hate in my, like, articles and stuff. Well, not, like, a lot, but in my comments, there's usually, like, 30 or 35, 40 comments or whatever. And there's always seven that are like, wow, this Owen guy is a huge douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's nothing I can do if I just, like... Like, if I said something in a draft video, and LSV said the exact same thing, and then said something rude after that, there would be more hate on mine, because he's just, like, way more likable. Man, that's exactly like like me. What? (laughs) I say things all the time that everybody else always says, and people are like, man, Jay, you're a fucking idiot. This guy's a douche. Yeah, first there's there's a horrible echo. Yeah, there is. It's you. Yeah, probably not. But, but yeah, it's like it's like crazy. You just can't make them happy no matter what you do. Nope, no, you can't. I know. Yeah, and if you were like all nice and roses and sunshine in your articles too, then people would be like, "Wow, this is really exciting." What am I reading? A Frank Lepore article? Like Jesus well, again, Christ! It's weird. I'll like write something, and I'll like first I used to write, and it would just be like only the facts. I would just be like, "This is what I think this how this matchup goes, or how I would build the deck, or whatever." And then it would just be, like, so bland and no personality whatsoever, and it's just, like, you're just not going to be popular that way. Nobody wants to read, like, ABC, that's it. So then I tried to, like, 
more be myself in the writing. And some of the people would be like, wow, this guy's a giant douchebag. And some of the people would be like, you're hilarious, dude. Like, this is great. Your articles are awesome. So it's just like the, the the parts of it that some people like and the parts of it that some people hate are just like, they're the same. So it's like, wh- what am I supposed to do? Yeah. No, that's very much the way we are, too. If you listen, if you go back and listen to, like, our episodes one through three, yeah, we pretty much just make fun of just about everybody. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah it's... One. There, I, I lied when I said I only listened to two or three of these. There's one more that I listened to, and it was when you guys had Pat Chapin on. Oh, I'm... God. Okay, did everybody in the fucking community listen to that episode? Yeah. Like, well, I had a friend like, tell have. me about it. They were like, hey, you should listen to this. These guys are crazy, and Pat Chapin rips them a new one. <laughs> I don't even. It was something about like the magic cruise and what yep. you guys had to get a refund because you didn't you didn't get to meet the pros and he was on there and you guys talked to him about it and I have no clue what happened and frankly it doesn't matter what happened. You guys were just arguing about it and and it just got really out of hand. Like <laughs> you guys were like, well, they messed up really bad and Pat's like, no, you guys are children and it was just <laughs> that was it was entertaining to listen to. I'll give you guys that. It's really funny that you should say that too, because the line is drawn so clearly on that podcast in terms of what side people are on. Like it's an extremely polarizing cast, and what what we're finding is that most of the people that um, are more like us basically were like, "Wow, what a crap shack that guy is." Um, no, you don't say. People are like you agree with you. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, and the and the people and the people that are more like you were like, wow, these children are assholes. Oh, man, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, it's, it's just like it was... you're a scientist or something. Hey, can I tell you? I'm just I'm just really surprised. Like I thought for sure you'd have people sort of just being like, well, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. But it was like it was really strong. Like that. That's all I'm getting at. Like I'm not surprised that there were people on both sides of the line. Yeah, sure. All I'm saying is that it 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 elicited such a such a powerful reaction from both sides of the community that, you know, it's sort of something that we've never really talked about. The, it elicited a large reaction from the community. The yeah. huge, the A-team listening community. It, hey, you know what? Hey, I have a you. question. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you such a jerk? <laughs> Final I have a question. I have a question about, about drafting for, for the player of the year. Sure. Um, I have currently three Into the Mob Hells a Desperate Ravings, and a Geist Honored Monk. You're doing pretty good. Should I pick a fourth into the Maw of Hell? No. A, or a Pitchburn Devils? I think the Devils. It's cheaper. And it is cheaper by one, I suppose. Yeah. That's, that's is, that the, a... is that the only reasoning, though? Like, I was going to take the Pitchburn Devils anyway, but, like... Like, know. if it was, like, pack one, pick one, and I opened a pack with, like, 13 swamps and an Into the Moth Hell and a Pitchburn Devils, I would take Into the Moth Hell. It's a better card. But the fact that it's cheaper makes it way better. Like, that's the thing with, like, drafting that took me a while to realize. Like, if I always... If, if I have a close pick, unless I have a strong, compelling reason to take one of the cards over the other, I'll just take the cheaper one. And it's, like, usually always right. Like, yeah. Like, if you have a pick between, like, I don't know. Like, I, that's why, like, I take Diagraph Pool, like, really high and dead weight. It's, like, really high. Just because, like, they're just so cheap, and yeah. maybe this format versus other ones that it's like more aggressive or whatever. But like, yeah. you should basically always just take whatever cards cheaper. Like, that's like what I always do in cube draft. You just look at the pack and you take whatever cards the cheapest. Take the cheapest playable. one. Yeah, I fucking love Deadweight. I had a draft where I got five of them, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, the card's awesome. In my first draft at the Grand Prix, I had three, and the rest of my deck was terrible. But I had three Deadweights, so like, I would get somewhat fast draws, and I would just like blow people yeah. out. 
So, okay, so here's another question. Pack two, pick one. Uh, Curse of Death's Hold. You have no other black cards. Uh, Rage Thrower or Brimstone Volley. But you already have three Into the Moth Hells and a Pitchburn Devil. Is this a draft that you're doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drafting with Owen. Uh, probably Brimstone Volley. I was going to say it's Volley there for sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I already clicked on that. But I just wanted to make sure that I picked properly. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, theoretically, let's say. See, this is the other thing. So now I get packed past me. <laughs> And it, it has fucking Sever the Bloodline, Diagraph Ghoul, Moan the Unhollow, Deadweight, and and then like Chapel Geist, Bonds of Faith, Smite the Wicked. It's Sever the Bloodline. The card's insane. Not not the cheaper Deadweight? No. Well, Sever the Bloodline is <laughs> enough better where you just take it. Plus it just protects me against that fucking spider grasp or whatever. Spider. Yes. It is very good against spider grasp. Spawning. Spawning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, Man, draft with a hypothetical. Let's say you happen to draft this, and you happen to only have thirty-three seconds left to decide. <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> what would you take? If oh, my sisters were on the line, what would you take? Pack two, pick four, divine reckoning. What the fuck is going on in this draft? Card's not very good. It's not <laughs> good, but like, but you, you don't, I don't ever see that go fucking fourth pick. Yeah, I usually see the seven. Really? I mean, it's, it's probably bad in most white decks. Like, if I was green-white, I would basically never play it. Unless I, like, had infinite unruly mobs, or... I would I would really have to have a strong reason to want to play it in a green, good like, green-white. A rebuke should be going before pack five, or pick five, right? Mm, maybe. Like, rebuke is also pretty bad. It's just, like, not good in green-white. And it's, like, only average in blue-white. It's, like, mm. it's pretty easy to play around, and it's, like, not... It's not that high impact. It's not like you're gonna like rebuke somebody's bloodline keeper or their Olivia. Like if, if it's something you actually want to kill, you can't kill, and it's hard to actually like get a good price on it. You know, unless you yeah. kill like mana creature all the time with it, it's gonna be bad. Holy fuck! This into the mob hell wield. Yoink! <laughs> <laughs> this deck is the worst. It just has fucking four into the mob hells, and a sever the bloodline, and a fucking brimstone volley with pitch burn devils. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> and then when I when I lose, I'm just gonna be like, "This is Owen Turnwald. Did you know that? I'm Player of the Year." <laughs> and they wouldn't believe you. They go, "Nobody who was Player of the Year could ever draft a deck this bad." And then I'll be like, "I'm fucking drunk." And then they'll be like, "No," and I'll be like, "You're right. It's Conley Woods." <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Fuck, man. And then you'd make a really horrible play and go, eh, actually, it's KYT. And they go, okay. <laughs> Are you regretting any of your picks so far, Jay? No. <laughs> I, I, I did. Ha- I got a last pick, Wool uh, Killer's Bell. And actually, I think that I should have just not taken that. <laughs> Pass. I should have just passed, yeah. I got a second pitch burn Devils, though. What the fuck, man? This is Are we seriously listening to him draft right now? Yeah, I can't think of anything. This is all just called back. Yeah, but yeah. This, this is just you guys being horribly unprepared. Oh. We ran and up. now he's talking shit on us. <laughs> you had to know it was coming. All right. Okay, so now we're going to seriously move to shoutouts. 
Owen, is is there anyone in particular that you'd like to, you know, give props to, shout outs, slops to, whatever you want to do? You know, anyone you want to mention? Not really. I mean, Channel Fireball. See, <laughs> um, that's exactly how I felt last time. Yeah, like, God, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> with her, it wouldn't have been possible. Um, anyone else? No. Nah, fuck them. I can't think of anyone, and they they probably wouldn't be listening to this anyways. Jerks. <laughs> Jerks. All right. Um, well, I'll go next. Uh, shout out to Christine and Owen for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. Yep, it was fun. Yeah, seriously. Uh, thank you for all of the uh, the humor and stories and, and real talk, which we appreciate here on the A-Team. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Um, shout out to... Reed Duke for finally shipping me his fucking modern gun list from the finals of the mocks. <laughs> so excited. So now I'm trying to cobble that together and crossing my fingers and praying that they don't fucking ban Grove of the Burn Willows or Punishing Fire on the 20th. Alright. What's that? It's not gonna happen. Do you think they're gonna leave it in place for a while? It's not broken. There's not Winning decks don't play Punishing Fire right now. It's like it would be like banning like Landwarlf or something in modern. It's like nobody plays it already. Like, why would you ban that? And anybody who wants to play it, let them play it and have fun. Like, okay. So Good. go buy them. So go buy them. Yeah, so go buy Punishing Fires. They're going to so go don't, way up. Don't, well, Grove anyway. Don't not yeah, buy, yeah. don't not buy Grove. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I don't think there's anyone major that uh, deserves the shoutouts this week. And no major slops. Wow, it's been a busy week on Twitter, but no one that I'm unhappy with. Cool. All right. That's good. KYG? Well, first of all, thanks a lot, Owen, for uh, joining us. You were great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come back anytime. Whenever you want, like, a fucking podium to Oh, man, to we should have at. him and Conley <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, Conley's always a good time. Even though, even though I rip on him, he's, he's the best. <laughs> if you were to do a world's draft, so, yeah, there's again. one. There's one shout out. If I had to give one, one shout out, it's the Conley. Did nice. you know that he's a special agent? Yes. <laughs> of course I'm also a special that. agent. That's how I know. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> oh, and if if you were to do a world draft again, you'd think you would go undrafted again. <laughs> <laughs> he got picked last in ours. <laughs> we had we had four different people, and they each picked eight people, and Conley got picked like eighth pick for one person's team. <laughs> Could he pick himself? He wasn't in the draft. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's just so not not even there wasn't even Conley to pick Conley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we're gonna do a world draft. Do you want to? Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, Christine, what do you got? Um, shout out to uh, Coach B. He uh he hated me today when I said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna like interview this like one player of the year dude," and <laughs> kind of got upset. But uh, you got so he doesn't have anything to worry about because he didn't say shit all day. Oh, did uh, did he get like upset? Jealous? Upset? Yeah, he got he got a little bit jealous, just a little bit. Uh, but he's you know, fine, he's fine with you being on a podcast with three other guys, but he's really upset that you got to talk to Owen. Oh yeah, like you have no idea. 
And then he called me a shitbag because he's like, oh, you know, you want to play magic with me? I was like, nope. And then he just called me a shitbag and walked away and started playing Skyrim. <laughs> Shout out to Coach B for that. Hey, Coach B can follow me on Twitter, and if I have time, maybe I'll talk to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wow. tell him that. That's a generous <laughs> offer. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm good on shout-outs, though. That's it. That's all the shout-outs. She has one yeah. shout-out, and it's to a hey, guy do you, that... Do you, want me to, like, do you want me to go on more? I don't... You know. It's fine. Just you so you don't. guys are aware, Christine actually is here. This isn't just being pieced together by our editor to like as if she was of here. old sound bites from the last episode. <laughs> she's actually she's actually here. I'm not sure what she's doing. Like, uh, South Park. Right? <laughs> where, where Coach or um, Jeff leaves the show, and then they do another show where they just make all his dialogue. It's like pieced together sound bites from all the episodes he's ever been on. Yeah, that's what's happening now. Yeah, this is exactly what's happening right now. Yeah, I'm not actually here at all. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll do shoutouts. Yeah. Uh, shoutouts to Owen, who I was worried was going to be a giant douche. And as a shoutout, he's just a funny giant douche. Um, so thanks for coming on the show. Congratulations <laughs> on Potty. Uh, that's really awesome. Um, I'd never heard of you. And now I have heard of you, so that's great. Um, <laughs> Shoutout to... Um, shout out to everybody who uh, like posted comments about the last episode. Uh, listen to all of them and read all of them, and all of your opinions are valid and whatever. That's what an opinion is. And just thanks for everybody just being so passionate in the magic community. Thank you to MTC. Jay, Cats I'm sorry to like piggyback on your shit here, oh but God. can I? Th- I know I'm so magic. sorry. I'm so that? sorry. I, I I screwed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to shout out as well to uh, to Marcel and uh, Tyrone. Because you two, uh, oh, just in line with that shout-out that you just made. Marcelo right. Tyrone. Yeah. Marcelo Tyrone. Big ups, big ups. Yeah, thank you. Um, Carry on. So shout-out to Chris Otwell as well for putting up with a bunch of shit today. Uh, and then I have to give a shout-out to this guy named Lawrence. He's a local player. Um, man, well, I don't want to... Yeah, well, it's well. I don't know. I'm not even... Nobody, who's old enough to even get that reference? I know I know that that's a show that once my grandpa... Used Clearly to, you are. So oh. carry on. So, so... <laughs> Um, just a shout out to Lawrence, who is, he's a newer player. He, he's in that stage that like Jesse's in ice, but then they just like have all the answers for why your advice is bad and why they should be playing like, I don't know, like the worst cards ever in their decks. Um, but he, he's just really passionate. Passionate, passionate, and he wants to start a play group, and he wants to play more magic, like serious magic, and he wants to get better, and etc. So, just big shout out to him uh, for wanting to do that, because um, it's really difficult to do that when you're when you're when you don't have the right people around you, right? So, uh, big shout out to him. Who else do I have to shout out? Fucking no. Sydney Crosby. <laughs> oh yeah, Sydney Crosby for coming back. Fuck yeah, boyfriend. Uh, fucking robot large for that shit. Uh, <laughs> oh what does that even mean? You didn't listen to the last episode, you fucking liar. I heard it, but I still don't know what it means. It could mean well, anything. It could mean anything. Which is now where I wait to hear it explained. Or we can just end the show. I mean, you guys can do whatever. Shout out also to Owen for pointing out numerous times how unprepared we are. It's for his crazy. Game. There's just long... Just, like, if this was just Conley Woods, it'd be like, whatever. Like, some guy just 
you know, needs to get in on this and like, we just help him out, like make a wish foundation, but you're just so <laughs> great. <laughs> tell me something I don't know. All right. I'll tell you this one time, three years ago, you regretted a draft pick. <laughs> you don't remember it. You pushed it out of your memory. I was there. That is not like a ridiculous thing to say to someone. Well, we don't know what your favorite color is. <laughs> also, also, shout out to just all of you guys for being on the show. And again, two episodes in a row, just not talking about magic like at all uh, in terms of current events and everything. Like, there's so much stuff we could have talked about today, and I'm just remembering... Like what? Yeah. There's fucking nothing happening in the community. Worlds just happened. We talked about KYT's fucking PTQ, and we talked about the Star City hey, Games Invitational. What the hell else is happening? I don't have time for this. I'm unprepared. Uh-huh. I just wanted to know fucking Owen's favorite color and his pant size. <laughs> that I'm not going to say on air. You guys just oh, screwed it. That's offensive, actually, so don't say that on air. <laughs> Have to edit his that. pant size? What? We just have to edit that out. Oh, okay. Anyway, this is a shit show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> you want to follow, to follow oh. Owen on, on Twitter? Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have all of his contact information in the show notes. Don't worry. If you want to find Owen, you can. He's often on Channel Fireball, the subject of many unruly comments in his articles. Yeah. yeah, if you want to call me a bag, it should not be hard to do. Yeah, go go troll the shit out of his next article, no matter what he writes. <laughs> just ask him about his draft picks and his favorite colors. Is so... this premium content? <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget to always get your A-team fix at manadeprived.com. Your, your constantly unfiltered feed at manadeprived.com. <laughs> All right.